Hello, hello, and welcome to my reinvented podcast, Taboo, where we talk about all the things people are afraid to talk about. If it makes you uncomfortable, I'm probably going to talk about it. Life's too short for ambiguity. So thanks for listening, and here we go. Good morning, beautiful soul. It's been quite some time since I've been on here. I just got back from two weeks in the jungle. I spent a week in the Ecuadorian Amazon with a group of indigenous people called the Sapara. And then I spent a week in the Peruvian Amazon with my sister in a town called Pucallpa. And so I felt it was only fitting that I talk about plant medicine this week. I feel like it's a highly controversial topic. It's a very important topic and something that I'm sure you will start to see more and more of as people begin to discover the power of the plants and the true healing that lies within. So specifically when I went on this retreat with my sister, we went to a place called Sankenete and it is run by a family it's a almost like a giant hacienda or a giant uh like ranch property and it borders the jungle and it is run by a curandera and her name is maestra elisa and the incredible thing was that when we got there she didn't even introduce herself as a maestra she didn't tell us about her past But, you know, we had read about the center online and we had already done our fair share of research. My sister had some verbal recommendations from people who she knew who had stayed there and had vouched that it was a legitimate place, which I'll get into in a little bit. And so we specifically went to do a plant dieta. And this is basically where kind of once you've had experience with ayahuasca and once you've had experience with plant medicines, you can go to places like this and you can work with a curandero or, you know, I guess the English translation would be like a shaman. And you can sit and discuss with them what it is that you're looking to heal, why you're there, you know, what you need guidance on. And they will assign you a master plant or a plant teacher. And this is quite literally a plant that they hold to be highly sacred And the plant is supposed to teach you and you form a relationship with the plant. Now, for some of my Western-minded friends, I know you're probably listening to this going, what? The plant's going to teach you? The plant's going to talk to me? What? But once you have experienced these things and you have seen these things for yourself, you can't unsee them. And the truth is that there is an entire world out there in the plant kingdom that is so much more powerful than we can even begin to comprehend. And, you know, if you've seen, there's a documentary that came out on Netflix called Fantastic Fungi. I forgot the name of the man, but he talks about how the first time he consumed a giant amount of mushrooms, he climbed up into a tree and he prayed that his stutter would disappear because his stutter was something that was debilitating to him. And once he finished the effects of the mushrooms, he no longer ever stuttered again. And, you know, you have all these people who I I personally have met heroin addicts, opioid addicts, drug addicts in general who have cured themselves of their addictions by going to an ayahuasca ceremony or two. 
And these are things that modern day science just can't even begin to comprehend. You know, it's far beyond anything that our machines and our EEGs and our scans can ever come up with explanations for. And so you start to develop this deep sense of trust and faith and almost like this inner remembrance in you awakens as we realize the power of the natural world. And so my sister and I went and we went to the jungle. They took us on a hike and we opened our dieta with an ayahuasca ceremony. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, I know when I spoke to my parents from Peru, my dad was telling me that uh, I think his name is Aaron, Aaron Rogers or something. And he's a, he's a famous athlete and he had apparently been on media talking about his experience with ayahuasca, which was also why I thought it was fitting to talk about this this week, because, you know, the more celebrities start tapping into these things and they share their experience on their platform, the more that regular people begin to get curious and they start to explore. And I think that's something so beautiful because that's how we all start. But I just want people to know that this is not something to be taken lightly it is not something that is a joke or, you know, something that you're just going to get high with your friends and, you know, take a trip with mushrooms. Like these plants are so sacred and their powers are really intense. And if you've had friends who have told you stories about bad trips, you know, these are the plants teaching them that these are not things that should be abused. And these are really spirits that should be held with such high reverence and respect so back to my sister and I's adventure, we hike into the Amazon jungle for about an hour after taking a canoe ride and a like three hour drive to get to where they have the Maloka, which is the giant uh, ceremonial space where they usually hold the ceremonies. And we have this beautiful experience with Maestra Elisa. She sings these wonderful Icaros. And so the way that a ayahuasca ceremony works is you basically show up, preferably wearing light colors. You don't want to attract any negative energy or spirits. Um, usually they provide like a sleeping bag or like a foam insert or something for you to lay down on. They can bring a pillow and you want to bring something to cover you just so the bugs don't get you because you are outside in the jungle and so you're sitting there, everyone's sitting kind of in a big circle or a square, depending on how many people are there. The ceremony that we did for the first night with Maestra Elisa was very intimate. So there was only four of us, which was beautiful. And um, then the, the shaman or the curandera, they start to bring in the spirits of plants and they have their altar set up. You know, they may have instruments, they may have the leaf fans called the chacapas that you may have heard of and they have the ayahuasca and so they'll usually blow into the ayahuasca infusing it with their prayers infusing it with any guidance that they're seeking and then they pour a small amount into almost like a baby shot glass it's usually a sacred ceremonial cup and one by one each participant in the ceremony goes up and you have a seat in front of the curandera or the person who's performing the ceremony and they hand you the cup and I typically close my eyes and I whisper or think in my mind my intention for the ceremony why am I there 
Am I working on generational healing? Am I working on physical healing? Am I seeking guidance? Do I need clarity? Whatever that may be for you. And then you take a moment, you drink the ayahuasca, and then you hand the cup back to the curandera or the curandero, and you get up and you go take a seat back where you were sitting. And then everyone kind of just sits there. You know, if this is a lot of first-timers um, who are present, they may go on and tell you a few rules during the ceremony. Typically, they give you a small bucket. Most of these plant medicines, ayahuasca, and um, what's the name of the other one? Psilocybin. They do induce nausea. They do induce um, vomiting sometimes. So typically, before you do the ceremony, you're not eating anything for at least four hours because if you vomit, you want to make sure that there's not much in your stomach to vomit. But they do provide little buckets for you um, so that you can facilitate that if that happens to you during the ceremony. And then the lights usually turn off if you're somewhere that has like a small electric light bulb or something like that. In my sister and I's case, we were in the jungle, so there were no lights. We were under the light of the moon. It was on the day of the Lion's Gate portal, which was no coincidence. And so we just sit there and you just wait. And the medicine typically takes about 20 to 30 minutes to start to activate. And if you have your eyes open, you'll start to see those visual changes that you may have seen in some artwork or if you follow anybody who recreates the ayahuasca experiences and the imagery, the way that everything becomes very brightly colored, very like Alice in Wonderland-esque. And typically once the shamans feel like everybody's starting to get there and the medicine is starting to kick in, you can lay down. Ideally, they prefer for you to sit up. I was told that they consider it disrespectful when you lay down. So once they told me that, I try my best to sit up in every ceremony. But sometimes it's really strong or there's a lot of physical healing happening and you're better off just laying down. And the ceremony begins. And the curandera or the shaman, they usually will start to sing these ícaros. And they have, every person has their own ícaros. They're all given to them, gifted to them after they've worked with these plant teachers, after they've done long dietas. Most of these people have spent months to years out in the forest working with these plants, developing a deep relationship on them so that they can call them in as their allies during these ceremonies and provide healing for people. And time doesn't exist when you're in the ceremony. You're sitting there and before you know it, the ceremony's over you know, you may have a lot of visions. You may not have any visions. Most of the time, people's eyes are closed. You may purge, which is the, the spiritual community's way of saying you may vomit. Sometimes nothing comes out. Sometimes it's an energetic release. Sometimes you have diarrhea and you have to get up and go use the restroom. There's usually some sort of restroom close by. And typically, I'd say after maybe four to five hours, depending on the energy and how many people are in the ceremony, the medicine starts to kind of wear off and you enter like a, a very chill state. It's, you know, it's a very peaceful state. The ceremony usually just slowly fades off. And um, with Maestra Lisa, she would never formally say like the ceremony has ended, but you could just tell that it had ended and people would just drift off to sleep until the daylight would come. And so that's typically how an ayahuasca ceremony works. And 
It is a profound healing experience and different for everybody. You know, everybody has a different life path. Everybody has different situations they've been presented with, different problems, struggles, little T trauma, big T trauma that they've experienced. And this is part of everyone's healing journey, whatever the medicine shows you. The most important part for me is not the actual ceremony, but what happens after. And that's what I really wanted to shed light on. Uh, Last year when I went to the jungle, I came out and I jumped right back into my daily life. I hopped on a flight the same day we came out of the jungle. The next day I was back working in urgent care. And it was so overwhelming because you strip yourself of all distractions. I went from no electricity, no hot water showers, sleeping under a mosquito net, for a week to just jumping right back into the life that I was living before. And quite frankly, it's it's difficult to come back and just assimilate so quickly into the hustle and bustle, especially here in New York City or if you live in a similar big city environment. And so the integration, which is basically what happens when you get back, how are you processing what the medicine has shown you? Are you journaling? Are you taking time for yourself, self-care, daily yoga, movement, nourishing your body with great foods? All of these things are so important to complementing the plant ceremony and the experience that you have. Because if you go to the jungle, or not even the jungle, if you go to a ceremony, even here in the U.S., And the next day you just jump right back into your life and you don't take the time to process everything that you saw, felt, or experienced, then what were you there for? And so I think that the integration is really the most important part for me. I I told my sister I will probably spend the next year processing everything that I saw, everything that I felt, the entire journey that I was on for the past 15 days because... Even the worst parts of it, even being torn alive by mosquitoes, even being hungry because I had to do intermittent fasting for like 24 hours, all of those were part of the lessons and the process and the journey. And so all of this to say, if you're interested in plant medicines, please feel free to reach out. Please look for people who are facilitating their platforms on social media and really providing information with integrity Look for people who are showing you where they learn from, showing you who their elders are, because the most important thing that I think my sister and I took away from this trip was how important it is to go back to the source of where these medicines come from, to give back to the people who have spent their entire lives working with these plants to heal other people and themselves. And, you know, I I look on social media and I see a lot of people who are providing services and hosting ceremonies. And when you start speaking to people in the community, the community is all somehow related. Everybody knows somebody and it's all connected. You know, a lot of these people are holding altars for peyote or ayahuasca and they haven't even been given a blessing by their teachers. And to me, that's blasphemous. Like if you did not get a verbal I approve for you to serve this medicine like you are ready to help heal other people. I find it so wild that you can decide to just run your own ceremony without having that blessing. 
you know, like you're putting the lives of so many people who are vulnerable and open and there to heal at risk. So do your research. If you're interested in going to a place, doing something similar, I recommend looking for people who have been facilitating retreats or people who have been working with this for a while. You know, my my personal plant medicine journey started in February 2020. I had no idea COVID was coming, but the universe had other plans for me. And it just completely uprooted me. I had already been on my spiritual awakening journey since I was 22 and I got into that major car accident. But the ayahuasca ceremony for me was the tipping point to make me realize like, wow, there is so much in this world that modern day science will never be able to explain. And so I give you this information as as little nuggets to really do your own research, take your own time to read, to investigate, to read people's reviews online, to follow people for a long time before you put your trust in somebody who's going to take you to one of these places. You know, if if you're uncomfortable or unfamiliar with anything in the plant medicine world and you want to know more, feel free to ask me. If I don't have an answer, I'm more than happy to refer you to somebody who does. But most importantly, just knowing that, yes, these plants are super powerful. Yes, they have the capacity to heal the world. But yes, they also come with great responsibility and a huge knowing that their power needs to be respected and used responsibly, not recreationally and not for, you know, financial gain or power or ego or status. And, you know, I think as people start to try these things, the plants are very quick to show them that they are no longer in alignment or that they are not serving with integrity. And so you'll see some of these things as as you talk to people and you read on your own about people who have had bad experiences or ceremonies that had sticky situations arise. And I, I hope that that never happens to people. I fortunately have not had that happen to me. But I'm also very careful where I put my energy and who I sit in ceremony with. So I hope this was helpful. If you have never heard of plant medicines, I hope you learned something. If you're curious, you know, do your own research. Shoot me a DM. I'm on Instagram at Chris Alec. And I hope that you have a wonderful day or night wherever you may be.